with the 24th pick. The Dallas Cowboys select. Tyler Smith, tackle, Tulsa. Moving over to guard. All right, bros. This will be the final draft video of the year. Okay. Uh, we're going to do a, a roster battle sneak peek for you guys. So, uh, you guys, uh, you know, saddle in. And we got we got a good discussion here. We got Kent early peak roster battles, Mike. How are you feeling about the draft, first of all, Mike? You know, Joe, I'm going to be honest with you. I, the Cowboy fans initially – where I, th I thought you froze for a second. The Cowboys draft initially was, uh, you know, you look on Twitter, Tyler Smith, D. Williams, Sam Williams, whatever you want to call them. Um, you know, the Cowboys are like, oh, my God, what are they doing? But I, I really think Tyler Smith can transition to a guard. I think D. Williams can pick – Randy Gregory only got capped out at six sacks. He did it tw uh, twice. He only got six sacks. He never hit seven sacks as a Dallas Cowboy. If Sam Williams come in here and get more than six sacks, it's already upgraded, right? But people don't think outside the box that way, right? And then you look at uh, Jalen Tolbert and things of that sort. This draft, and I know it's too early to say, but you look at the talent they got, even all the way down to Devin Harper. You look at the talent they got. This will go down, Joe as the most underrated, appreciated draft in Dallas Cowboy history. Yeah, it's definitely going to be uh, one of the drafts that could be one for the ages, you know what I mean? Because, you know, and I say this every year, and I, I said this leading up to the draft, get ready because the Cowboys are going to do something. It's going to be a different name. And that's why I hate the knee-jerk reactions when it, when it, the, uh, the name came out because I knew, oh, God, fans are going to be like, oh, this is trash, this is trash, uh, 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 this is trash, this is trash. You know what I mean? So I'm yep. like, just, just you know, we're going to be all right. This guy mauls people to death, all right? The penalties, I think that people, you know, th that's more more trolling, you know what I mean? And, and yeah, he does. He, he had those penalties as a tackle. But we're talking guard here, you know. It's a it's a different uh, it's a different game, you know what I mean. So, I mean, it's either Connor Williams or Eric Flowers, you know. I didn't want none of that. So, I, I like this draft very much, Mike. And and we're gonna break it down, and we're gonna see, you know, how this draft class will affect the roster. Right. Okay? So, without further ado, guys, let's get into the conversation here. And what we're looking at here is. The depth chart for the Cowboys, all right? And this is brought to you by rlads.com. They have the most comprehensive, updated depth chart in all of all of sports, rlads.com. It's my go-to when I look at depth charts around the league, not, not just the Cowboys, but but other teams, all right? Can you zoom on a little bit? There we go. Now we're well, with the let's talk about let's talk about the offense. All right, we'll we'll, we'll do offense first, and uh, you know we got the wide receivers here, Michael Gallup. All right, but Mike, Jalen Tolbert, third round. You know, what is your expectation? You know, who's going to be his biggest camp battle? What's your take on Jalen Tolbert? Early look on this roster. Yeah, you look at that, and 
you already have him plugged as a third as the third wide receiver, potentially number two because Michael Gallup is going to miss some time. Uh, a couple of weeks, three weeks, four weeks, but this allows Michael Gallup to get fully healthy. Drafting Jalen Tolbert allows Michael Gallup to do all the rehab. Don't worry about rushing back. Signing James Washington allows that also. Keeping Noah Brown here on a one-year deal, she'll tell you something. He can get cut. So the roster battle for me, because Michael Gallup is going to miss it, is going to be between Noah Brown, who has continuity on this offense, James Washington battling out with Jalen Tolbert, who's going to be the third wide receiver when Michael Gallup gets back. Right. So if I'm looking at this, CD Lamb, it's going to be CD Lamb, it's going to be Michael Gallup, it's going to be Jalen Tolbert, it's going to be James Washington, and it's going to be Noah Brown. Semi Pihoko, I'm sorry, but you might not make this team. TJ Vasher out of Wichita Falls, Texas, the Raider writer, I'm sorry, you might not make this football team. It was mm. smart, it was insurance, and getting Jalen Turbin here makes the wide receiver core that much better, Joe. No, you hit it right on the head, bro. I think I think you have those wide receivers pegged. You know, they usually go five deep. You know, I see them going six. So for me, that, that final spot, you know, like you said, you know, it's probably gonna come down to Noah Brown or Fajoko. The other guys, Basher, too stiff, you know, too you know, too raw. Brandon Smith, these other guys, undrafted guys, you know, that no, I don't I don't see it. So yeah. I think Jalen Talbert, you know, uh, has the chops to get it done. You know, to get down the field. Um, I think you'll. I think uh, you will see a combination of C.D. Lamb, Washington, and Talbert on the field. You know, same as Washington has versatility as well. You know, he can play in the inside, on the outside. Him and, and Talbert are kind of similar players in that regard. Um, yes, but Talbert, he's just a younger talent, man. He's uh he has he plays with more physicality and you know um you know he he doesn't he'll get in the in the in the cornerback's face you know he doesn't put up with any bullshit so i, I like that there man i think that uh yeah he's definitely gonna be a starter for year two you know gallup the extension but you know that's really a two-year deal mike you know we talked about that yeah. right so all, all those contracts that the Cowboys give out, they're they're never what they really appear to be. So five year deals are really almost two year deals with the Cowboys. So uh, looking at tight end, Mike, or no, I'm sorry, let's look at the, the offensive line here. Okay, so Tyler Smith, our first round pick, he's gonna be he's gonna be wearing number seventy three. Larry, right, Allen, I'll be right number, back. Number there, and we got the tackles in the mix. All right, Tyron Smith. The Eldersman there at left tackle. All right. Uh, Josh Ball is, is is your swing guy, and I think he's going to be battling that, that swing position with, with Matt Willetsko, who was our, our fifth-round selection, right? So they got two guys here in the draft. They did they did the double dip. You know, that's, that's what we wanted, right? Whether it was a guard tackle or tackle guard, they got it done. So I am – I am writing in Tyler Smith as your left guard, not with the pencil, but with a permanent pin. Okay, he's going to be your your left guard. Okay, so that's where I have Tyler Smith at. McGovern does he even make this team because they got Lindstrom in here. Uh, 
he I I see Lindstrom more as a guard than the center, you know. And I, I think the competition's really gonna come from from Farniak for Biatish. I think I think that's gonna be a, a legitimate camp battle there. You know, Farniak. And and Mike, you and I have been saying it all year since the season ended. So when you see it in the preseason, you guys have been hearing it from us here first. You know what I mean, Mike? Yeah, oh, absolutely, dude. I, you know, I think you hit it right on the head. Uh, you pinter and Tyler Smith there to play right beside Tyron Smith. And uh, McGovern, you know, if, if McGovern does not make this team, the Cowboys should slap themselves or run their heads into a brick wall, Joe. Why? Because there was a trade market value for McGovern. If you look at Cowboys history with players, Lyle Collins, we couldn't trade him. Why? Because they knew he was going to get cut. Right. So now you have all these camp battles. And if McGovern is the weak link, I don't think a team's going to trade for him because they know they have a chance at him with money instead of equity in a draft pick. Yeah. No. And, and it is, it's funny that you say, you know, there, there was draft value there for Connor McGovern. Guys, if you remember, there were trade offers for McGovern. And at the time, you know, and I'm guilty of this too, Mike. At the time, it was we wanted to get rid of, of Connor Williams, and we, we were getting trade offers. And me, I, I remember vividly saying, screw that. I want the McGovernator in there. I, I don't want to trade him, right? Well, <laughs> he got on the field. We saw what he did for a couple of games, and it, and it wasn't good. So, yeah, I'm, uh, yeah, I think it's uh, not good. I think, you know, I think that was a, a, a misfire there on, on Connor McGovern as far as, like, you know, oh, we, we had a second round grade. We took him in the third, the blinking light or whatever the hell. The blinking light was a warning light. All right. They just didn't know it. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, man, I, I think uh, the Walesco pick there, Mike, I think, uh, you know, the, the swing, the swing tackles, you know, who I think it's that's going to be what, okay, this is how I see it happening, Mike. I think whenever. Tyron Smith does get hurt. The winner of the swing tackles will be the replacement for however long it takes for Tyron to get back or whatever. So I'm talking Matt Walesco and Josh Ball, Mike. What do you think about that? No, I I, I like that, Joe. I like that because, you know, they, they said in the post-draft conference that they want Tyler Smith to play that left guard position and potentially kick out to that left tackle position, right? I really think that the Matt Walesco will be getting some reps on that left side, and I think Josh Ball will be getting reps on the right side. And then a couple of training camp – or excuse me, a couple of preseason games, you're going to see them rotating because the Cowboys and Joe Philbin and Mike McCarthy and Catlin Moore, they're going to try to figure out who really wants this, who really has position flex, right? We're talking about a rookie in Walesco. We're talking about a red shirt second-year Josh Ball. So Terrence Steele, I don't think it's safe. Everybody wants to write Terrence Steele in. But if Josh Ball comes out swinging like I expect them to swing, Terrence Steele could possibly do that swing tackle and Josh Ball could be on that right tackle position, Joe. And then Matt Walesco can go in there. You can hoard him a little bit, let him develop a little bit more. He's had his camp battles. He's had this. He's had that. So you you, you throw in Josh Ball, that one-year development, you bring in Matt Walesco, and you hold him and you salvage him. But if he has a good preseason, I wouldn't I, – I could see, you know, that real training camp battle happening there. That right – left, that backup left tackle 
and that right tackle position is one to watch for the ages because it's going to be man on men and they're going to get plenty of opportunities to battle it out. Yes, yeah, it's, it's going to be good battles, bro. It's definitely going to be good battles. I know the staff, Mike McCarthy and, uh, you know, um, Philbin are, are very high on, on steel. So it'll be hard to get him, you know, out of that position. But, you know, if, if he's better suited as a left tackle, maybe they do look at ball or, or what have you. So, you know, um, is, I think either way, this lineup has been improved, you know, because you, you we needed that left guard. I mean, we I said it, you said it, like we had to come out of this draft with the guard, you know what I mean? Because early. I mean, we've been looking since Ron Leary. You know, let, let's be let's be real. We we got a little bridge player there with Connor Williams to get by. You know, he gave us some starter reps, but it was not good enough. Not good enough. Uh, Mike, let's move over to the tight ends, okay? Because th- I think this is going to be a fun camp battle. You know, uh, this is an early peak, guys. We're we're just talking about how this draft class fits in, into the roster, so. Dalton Schultz, obviously, your, your full-time starter there. Um, and then we drafted Jake Ferguson in the fourth round out of Wisconsin. Tight ends got a bit wiped out. You know, I know they had interest in Jelani, Ruckert, Kate Otten, uh, Kolar. They, they all started flying off the board. Uh, but to me, they got they got a good little player there, good steal there with Jake Ferguson, Mike. And I think that uh, – I think he's – for me, he's he's the number two next to Dalton. Mike, how, what's your feeling on on uh, how the the tight end room is going to look here? No, you, you talk about coming away with the with a guard, right? Because if you look over there at that depth chart before the draft, before the draft, and it was just Connor McGovern. And you look at that tight end position, they franchise tag Dalton Schultz, they cut Blake Jarwin, they signed Jeremy Sprinkle in there, Sean McEwen still developing, right? So you're thinking. They, they, they got to go tight in here. And you hit it right on the head. Jeremy Rucker, Kate Otten. Kate Otten was my guy. I really wanted Kate Otten to wear a star on his helmet, but that didn't happen. So you look at Jake Ferguson. He has soft hands. This guy will catch anything. Um, I like his style. He can block, right? Everybody, oh, my God, we need a blocking tight end. Schultz can't block. Why don't we franchise tag Schultz? Oh, my God. Calm down. He added some weight. Dalton Schultz did. He's going to be able to block. He added seven pounds of muscle. If, you, if you're not a gym fitness, which I ain't either, that's a lot of muscle to be at. And then you you bring in Jake Ferguson, who's used to it, right, in that in that Wisconsin system. If you draft a tight end for Wisconsin, his number one ability is blocking, Joe, because they run the football. And then, you know, Jeremy Sprinkle, I think the, I think the odds right here in the cap battle right here, Penciling Jake Ferguson is number two. Sean McEwen and Jeremy Sprinkle. They might keep four. They might keep four, but I can see Jeremy Sprinkle being the odd man out, Joe. Yeah. No, I think that's what it is. You know what I mean? And the thing that kills me about McEwen is this guy has shown flashes, man. He just cannot stay healthy, bro. He's a. He's the Luke Gifford of the of the uh, tight end group. Tight end group because Gifford showed flashes. Can't stay healthy for anything. Uh, it's the same for for Donovan Wilson. Donovan Wilson shows flashes but can't stay healthy for crap. Sean McEwen so far, thus far, has has been that that type of player. You know what I mean? So uh, yeah, I think that's. I think the sprinkle was, was insurance, you know, if they didn't come out of this with, with a tight end, you know, at least they have these, these guys here and they, they might've rolled with it. 
but uh, yeah, I I, th- I think you're right on with that. I think the odd man out could could be sprinkle if Sean McEwen can stay healthy. It could be three, but maybe they do carry the four. So uh, we'll see we'll see how that goes. But I, I like I like the tight end room. I think it's been upgraded. You know, I, I think you set yourself up for uh, some longevity there. You know, it'll it'll give the Cowboys some. Uh, I wouldn't say leverage. You know what I mean? But uh, if you were to lose Dalton Schultz, at least you have a you would have a year or two Ferguson, and you could draft another tight end if you want. You know what I mean? So um, that's a good job there by the Cowboys, Mike. Yeah, uh, really is. The quarterback position we didn't draft anybody, but I do want to. I do want to touch on the rumor of the Cowboys being interested in drafting Malik Willis in the third round. Right. So I I put it out there during the draft, you know, uh, on Twitter, like, hey, if, if Sam Howell is there, you know, that's tremendous value. I I would I would draft Sam Howell third, fourth, and he he, he fell a little bit, right? So. Uh, but to find out that the Cowboys were interested in Malik Willis in the third, I thought was really, really interesting, Mike. So, didn't happen this year, Mike, but what's your gut feeling on a quarterback addition in the coming years? It's going to have to happen, right? You talk about Dak Prescott's health. Um, you know, he was in training camp. He had the baseball injury. He had the calf injury. He's coming off major ankle surgery times two. So, you know, the Cowboys, one thing they didn't do with Tony Romo was they never got insurance, right? Kyle Orton, Brandon Whedon, Matt Castle, Kellen Moore, um, uh, uh, Johnson. These guys weren't insurance, right? It wasn't keeping the things the same. So if your quarterback was to go out, you can at least run the offense with a decent quarterback to keep things going to win a couple of games because that's all you need to back up to do is just win a couple of games, right? And it makes sense to go after Malik Willis. You look at Malik Willis, you look at Dak Prescott, he could keep things afloat. Um, but the, the Cowboys said at pre-draft uh, press conference, <clears throat> if, if BPA is only a couple of points off from a need, they're going to do that. And obviously in the third round, they valued Jalen Tolbert over Malik Willis. And I don't know, Malik Willis was probably already gone by then. But um, you look at that and – it's a big possibility because you've got to uh, – I mean, Cooper Rush, he went in there with Minnesota. Amari Cooper lit up the thing. You, everybody knows the story. Hit hit Amari Cooper in the corner of the end zone and won us the football game. But how can you get better? How can you get so much better where Dak Prescott doesn't take sacks in a playoff game, where Dak Prescott isn't under and overthrowing in a playoff game, right? J- Jalen Tolbert's here. CeeDee Lamb dropped footballs. Michael Gallup dropped footballs. Amari Cooper dropped footballs, right? So you got to bring in competition. I'm not mad at the Dallas Cowboys for wanting to bring in competition. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I'm 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 all about it. You know what I mean? And and, and McCarthy has done this with the with the Packers. He's he's always brought in quarterbacks and he, he didn't care, you know, what, what round they, they took him, you know. So uh it almost happened. I, I expect it to indeed happen next season, though. I think that uh, Cooper Rush, you can get better there. You know, uh, maybe you want to start grooming somebody. You know what I mean? Uh, these these contracts go really fast, and by the time you know it, we're in, on the you know the back end of, of Dak's uh, contract. And do you want to sign an older player at that point? You know what I mean? So, I mean, it's crazy <laughs> how fast time goes. Running back, Mike. We talked about this last night. Uh, and you did a video on this too, so shout out to you on that. Go check uh, Mike's video out on this. But 
You know, we didn't address running back. You know what I mean? Um, you and I were talking about we think it might have been Haskins or somebody, but once, you know, Tennessee took them, they were probably done. Like, okay, that was it. We, we weren't going to draft one. So we're going to roll with what we have, Mike. You got uh, a beat-up Ezekiel Elliott, um, a staff that doesn't want to feed the ball more to Tony Pollard, an unreliable Rico Dowdle, and Jaquan Hardy, who fumbles the ball. So, <laughs> you know, what What did they mess up here without taking a running back, Mike? Or are they, or, or what, do you, what do you feel about running back? It's definitely a call to concern, right? Because you could have protected yourself in drafting a running back. Because we all know this is Zeke's last year with the Dallas Cowboys. When Cowboys designate him as a post-June 1 cut next year, it saves $10.9 million on the cap. If they shipped out Lyle Collins to save money, they shipped out Amari Cooper to save money, Zeke isn't getting any special treatment. Zeke will be shipped out. Then Tony Pollard's in a contract year. You can't pay Tony Pollard like a number one running back. Let other teams do that. Give give uh, Tony Pollard 400 carries a game and let me know what happens. Or excuse me, 400 carries in a season and let me know what happens. It's not going to be good for TP. He's an elusive runner. He got speed. He got fast. But if you want to slow Tony Pollard down, give him 400 carries. So Cowboys, they're going to bank on a rookie running back coming in here. We all know Zeke and, and Emmett Smith was, you know, rookie coming, running backs. They drafted real, real early. But we're talking about Zeke in his prime. We're talking about the great NFL leading rusher, Emmett Smith, right? Not everybody's built like these guys. Not everybody's built like uh, Adrian Peterson. So I, I think they made a huge mistake not looking at a running back in this draft because it gives you um, a full season to train this guy on pass protection and learn under a guy like Ezekiel Elliott. Um, you know, the, the physical attributes can come, but the smartness of chipping and picking up blitzers and having that trust with Dak Prescott, it can hurt this football team, Joe. That's how Tony Rummel got a broke collarbone against the football giants. We had a rookie fullback. I love how people want to hang on to Cooper Rush. <laughs> Come on, bro. Uh, <laughs> fullbacks, man. It is what it is. I will touch on this, Mike. Uh, I think where you might where you might see the churn here it might be the undrafted Malik Davis out of Florida. Cowboys. He was a thirty visit, right? Uh, I'm actually hoping that's the case here. Maybe we can get a, a little steal there with Malik Davis and and, and Jettison Rico and, and this other guy. So. Uh, that's what I'm hoping. So look, keep an eye on Malik Davis out of Florida, undrafted free agent. Okay. Uh, fullbacks, I won't touch on that because those, you know, combos, I'll never involve them. I don't even know why they keep them on the team. Uh, defense, Mike. We added, we, we added two in the draft, Sam Williams and John Ridgeway, the behemoth uh, for, for, your, for the D-line, you know. Where do you see Sam Williams and where do you see John Ridgeway competing here? Who's their yeah, main competition? Yeah, Sam Williams is going to be competing against uh, not so much Dante Fowler. I think Dante Fowler is going to be that Swiss Army knife like they use with Micah Parsons, I'm going to be honest with you. Um, I think it's going to be against Doris Armstrong. If Dante Fowler, he's going to be moving around a lot with Dan Quinn. So you're looking at Doris Armstrong, a true right in. D. Williams, a true right in, right? So – you look at those camp battles there. Dante Fowler is going to be in the mix at right, left, in the middle, whatever. Um, so you, 
so there's that. And they, I guess they got him here on the left end. But Dante Fowler is going to move everywhere. And then, then uh, you know, you look at that right end with Dorrance Armstrong and Williams. And you got, uh, you know, Golston there. Um, I like what they did with the with the with the defensive line because you can keep 10, 10 to 11 on this roster and really protect yourself and get fresh bodies, Joe. Um, you, you know, the 49ers, they ran all over us. We couldn't stop the nosebleed, 31s, third and shorts. You look at the Cardinals game last year, um, the Rams game just a couple of years ago, and we're still drafting. We haven't even fixed this problem here, Joe. So uh, I like what they brought in here with Ridgeway. Uh, what do they call him, the Vanilla Gorilla? Um, you know, and, and D Williams here. So also diggy Zua. I mean, you get fresh bodies, you keep 11 on that line. You keep fresh bodies. I'm digging it, Joe. No, that that's what it is. It's the rotation, right? This would have been the lineup that, that Ron Marinelli would want, right? <laughs> he always wanted to have this, you know, uh, fresh legs uh, attacking the offense in waves. We never really had it. Right. Now I feel I feel like they do. They have a, a good uh, they have a good stable of uh, defensive tackles. You know, talk about Gallimore if he can stay healthy. Osa I think has the potential to be something special. You know, if he if he makes that sophomore leap, I think he's going to be he'll overtake Gallimore as far as like your star tackle DT right. Uh, Ridgeway, big body, you know, behemoth type of guy. Yeah, I, I like that man. Uh, and if, if Bohanna can, can, you know, improve upon his game last year, you know, he, it seemed like he ran out of gas halfway through the season and we, we <laughs> he was on milk cartons after that. We never saw him again, really. So uh, Carlos Watkins, you know, I think he, he gives you some, some good snaps and stuff, uh, run defense. Tristan Hill, you know, he, he is what he is. You know, he, he's not going to get better or worse. His ceiling was low, right? So – what you see from Tristan is, is what you're going to get this year again. So, uh, you know, probably some sort of little nagging injury, you know, missing some time, give a couple of snaps here and there. That that That's that's Tristan Hill. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, Sam Williams, Mike, I think, um, you know, gets his feet under him. I, I think he'll outplay Armstrong, man. I, I, I really so. do. I, just, just the measurables alone, that that's hard for these tackles in, in this league to deal with. You know, he's got the length. He's got the bend, the motor. Um, I, I think the, those are fantastic, uh, you know, traits. You know what I mean? I, I, I really – the Sam Williams, you know, when I found out that everything was indeed cleared and everything got vetted and everything, I was like, okay, well, you know, good. You know, I, I think you're in a lot better spot than you were when you drafted Gregory. When we drafted Gregory, it was like, okay, this guy's going to be suspended right off the bat. <laughs> and I, I think he was right. I mean, his rookie year, he, he was. Yeah. So Sam Williams will contribute right off the gate, you know. And, and Chauncey Golson, you know, that's a good little uh, rotational outside guy, inside guy. So I, the D line, I think, is good, man. Um, let's move on to linebackers, Mike. So this is where it, it gets fun for the Cowboys. You know, uh, they didn't really have it as as a high need, and they kind of admitted that. You know, in some of the interviews leading up to the draft, you know, so um, that's why we saw a lot of Mac drafts with with linebacker not really going high, right? But you look what they got, and uh, you know they got themselves some steals here. I think you know you talk about a year or two Jabril. You know we still got to see, make sure he's made the full recovery. But 
Damone Clark, Mike, and Devin Harper. Uh, these guys, I think, have the opportunity to, to you know, to uh, bounce some of these guys that have been lingering around here, like uh, Luke Gifford, for instance, and some other guys on here. No, I, the Damone Clark. I know everybody wanted uh, Nicobe Dean. That's the one, right? Not, not it wasn't Lloyd. It was Nicobe Dean that kept falling. I think the Eagles got him. You know, everybody wanted a linebacker and. And this, that, and the third. But you you look at Damone Clark. I think he was the forgotten man. He was the ace in the hole, Joe. Slowly sliding down there. Cowboys got him. Yes, it's a herniated disc. It's a back fusion surgery. But this situation is different than Jalen Smith, right? We took a, you know, Andrew Jalen Smith. He really just wasn't panning out. He lost his uh, confidence big time. But with Damone Clark here, it's nothing like that. No, no, no uh, drop foot, no nerve damage, back fusion, on track to uh, to be healthy. I don't know if he'll play this year, but it shapes up, you know, the linebacker core next year with Cox in year three, uh, Micah Parsons in year three. Um, you know, Leighton Vanderus is probably his last year. If Devin Harper can come along, and you know, Damone Clark can can really live up to some hype and you draft another linebacker next year. Right. So I, I like how they took care of this because linebacker was an abandonment, Joe. We had to get Rolando McLean out of retirement at one point in time uh, to cover up some Sean Lee shenanigans on the history report of injury. That's right. So uh forgot about him. So, uh, <laughs> you know, it's, uh, it, it's good that the Cowboys are trying to get some depth, some quality depth and some backup pieces in here, just in case somebody goes down, you can pick up where you left off and have some talent depth on this roster. Yeah. No, you make a good point, man. There was, there was a time when we were scratching for, for, for linebackers, man. Shout out to Jason Renfro becoming a member and uh, subscribers that, that have joined up here tonight. Appreciate you you guys, all, all the new guys joining up tonight. Appreciate you guys. Um can't do this channel without you, man. That's why we had so much fun with the draft. And Mike, I don't know about you, but should have we have done the second and third round? I almost felt like we should have. I I know we 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 didn't, but it was so much fun. I, I, maybe we'll do the second and third again next year. I don't know. We'll, we'll we'll see. But man, the draft is a lot of fun, bro, isn't it? When you when when we put in that much time and the days actually come joe it it makes it worth it because you know when when the show started on thursday shout out to everybody who joined i said joe i don't know if a quarterback's going to be taken in the first 10 picks a quarterback wasn't taken joe in the first 20 and that's about where i had a quarter kenny pickett was around that 20 mark on the top 100 board you kind of look at your top 100 board and you kind of see i'm just an amateur guy i learned from you you know what I'm saying? You kind of look at that draft board. I missed a few. I did. I probably messed up on 20 players, but that's okay. But you look at that for an amateur guy getting about 85 players right. You know, that's pretty good to me. I got pretty pumped because I was highlighting them as they're getting taken off the board. And uh, it yeah. felt good. So when you put that much work into it and the days actually come, you see your work being broadcasted on national television and it pays off. It makes it that much better, Joe. Yeah, no, it's true, bro. It's true. Um, so, yeah, we'll, we'll think about that next year for sure. Uh, Mike, th- this uh, next group here, a uh, sneak peek at, at your DBs here, I-, I think this is where it gets interesting, right? 
So we're talking about, uh, you know, your 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 cornerbacks, right? You kind of think that it would be, you know, Kelvin Joseph would, would have the, the shot here to maybe unseat and um, Anthony Brown. Um, but, you know, I don't, I don't know if that's if that's going to happen. You know what I mean? So uh, Trevon Diggs, obviously, he, he we know that he's starting over there. But uh, Anthony Brown, will it be him again? I mean, he did get some picks there. You know, but I think that people just want something better there, Mike. And we, we, the, you know, we're still waiting on the Kelvin Jones. I think we're still holding our breath on Kelvin Jones because we got to get through this, the summertime now. You know what? Hopefully that's it for him, Mike. But <clears throat> Cowboys, they, they drafted uh, Deron Bland out of Fresno State, Mike. What, what do you feel his impact on the roster is going to be? No, I think it's going to be huge, Joe. I think it's going to be huge. Um, out of Fresno State, Deron Bland. I think uh, I think he has a knack for the ball. He's very physical. Um, you know, coming in here, if Kelvin, jo- I think Kelvin Joseph could beat out Deron Bland, and that's not a bad thing because Deron Bland could beat out Anthony Brown in the slot or or Jordan Lewis. If Jordan Lewis can tap into that dog, jo- nobody can beat Jordan Lewis, and I'm dead serious about that. But when Jordan Lewis loses confidence and doesn't and gets too arrogant and gets too cocky. He loses it, right? So Anthony Brown, he's always had the chip on his shoulder, technically speaking. Literally. He has there. Yeah. And uh, but I think Deron Bland, like you, you look at the guard position, you look at tight ends, you look at uh bringing in Damani Clark and, De- and and Devin Harper, right? The competition and the attitude that these guys are bringing in here, Deron Bland has the attitude. He has some dog in him, Joe. And uh, Anthony Brown, I can't see no dog in him, right? Jordan Lewis, there's a dog there. He just just keeps it tamed 90% of the time. Deron Bland, there's no leash for this animal. I think he can come in here and he can make an impact. So don't be surprised if you're looking at a roster sheet in preseason games and you're looking at the TV screen like, who the hell is this Bland guy? Because we told you about him. Yeah, there's nothing bland about him. <laughs> you know what I mean? He's he's got a lot. In, he's got a lot in his toolbox. He's got ball hawking ability. He's gonna give you some run support. You know, he'll go, he'll go up there and hit you. You know, he's not gonna he's not gonna do a Mike Jenkins and, and avoid contact, right? So, the Ron Bland, good little still there in the fifth round. Yeah, shout out to. Uh, to Dane Brugler, man. He had him pegged there all along, and that was the pick. He nailed that pick there. So, uh, you know, I, I like it, man. I, I think you're right, Mike. I think he's going to have a pretty pretty good uh, impact on this roster. And uh, preseason is going to it's gonna be where he can make a name for himself, I think. So that's going to be good there, Mike. Safety, they didn't do much in safety, Mike. Um, you know, Jaron Curse, you know, Malik Hooker, Donovan Wilson, now, where I think it might get interesting might be with uh, Mukwamu and uh, this uh, Marcus Bell um, that that might come in here as an undrafted guy who might who might be able to push for one of these positions, if not a practice squad. You know, I think uh, we'll see what Mukwamu does. But what do you think about the safety position, Mike? No, you know they they got you know J. Ron Curse on a two year deal, Malik right. Hooker back, right? So you when you look at all that good stuff of, of competition, but the safety position, as long as you got J. Ron Curse there, 
uh, Malik Hooker, uh, Donovan Wilson. You know, the, the back end of that, I thought it was okay. Um, I, but I, Makwamu, you know, he was a corner in college. And, uh, and you know, they, they, they're trying to convert him into that safety role. I just don't see it. Um, but Marquise Bell, I think, can uh, – I had him as a seventh-rounder undrafted player, so he fell where he's supposed to. It's no surprise. It's no, oh, my God, we got to steal our diamond in the rough. I mean, he could be. I, I could be wrong. But at the end of the day here, Joe, and in the chat, uh, Marquise Bell, I really think, can uh, t- can compete. But, you know, we, we always talk about this player is standing out in training camp. But what happens when the lights turn on? A lot of these players disappear. So um, preseason games is where I want to see these guys not in shorts and shoulder pads running around, air-hugging air players and stuff like that. So it's going to be real interesting. You know, to see you know what happens with Donovan Wilson or McQuamu uh, or or uh, you know Marquise Bell. So um, Cowboys really didn't do a lot there, guys. But they uh, they're uh, you know keeping the need there with with uh, J. Ron Curse for on a two year contract, Malik Hooker, that caliber of player. The, both these guys are going to be two years in a Dan Quinn system. So it's going to be good. I can't wait to see how Dan Quinn used these guys after one year into two years and to see, you know, can J. Ron Curse get even better? Can uh, Malik Hooker adjust to the Dan Quinn system and make him better? So they really have a good feel for that. That's why I think they didn't try to go out and go get a big-name safety in the second, third, fourth round or whatever. Yeah, I agree, Mike. I heard you what you're saying there. Sorry, I had to a, had a tend to my dog here who was making a mess here. So <laughs> – Man, I, I agree, man. He, you get these guys in here, and Malik Hooker and Jaron Curse more another year under the belt with Dan Quinn, like you said. And uh, you know, we we should get some some possible Pro Bowlers out of these guys, man. This year, I think Curse, you know, um, <clears throat> you know, Hooker, uh, Donovan Wilson, man. If he could just stay healthy, you know, that that's my biggest thing. But some guys are just like that, right? I mean, we've we've. We've been looking for safeties for a while. I, I think that, that that pick might be coming soon, man. It, it might be next year where they finally, you know, do something here. So uh but you know, you might get a steal there with, with Marcus Bell. He's got he's got the size and length that, that uh, fits that Dan Quinn, you know, a prototypical type of safety, right? So uh, yeah, good discussion there, Mike. We did one one last position I think we'll discuss here, Mike, is uh the kicker, right? We signed uh, Chris Nagar, um, you know, in, I guess you could call it free agency or whatever, <laughs> you know, and uh, Jonathan Garibay out of uh, Texas Tech. So, you know I, know, I know a lot of fans have uh, got some hype on the kicker there. And, I, you know, I think that uh, that's going to be a camp battle. You know, may the best kicker win that. I- I'm actually pulling for the undrafted guy out of Texas Tech. I think he, he might be able to pull it off, but... Any thoughts on the the kicker there, Mike? Yeah, no, you know, you know, one one thing with Greg the leg, and and shout out to the Cowboys for actually cutting him, and then but and then you you find out that uh, they they wanted to bring him back on a cheaper deal, Joe. <laughs> These guys hit their head, mm-hmm. but he's fortunately he signed with the Jets or the or, or the or the Dolphins. I can't remember which one, but he's gone. He's gone. He's out of here. So. Bring in competition, you know, let these guys battle it out. 
Uh, if they miss the extra point, that's your sign right there. That's your sign. Get them out of here. Um, because that's where it hurt us in a, in a, in a lot of games. And, uh, I think, uh, you know, fresh competition, good competition at that kick and roll. It, it can swing a football game. Brett, Brett Maher cost us, you know, uh, a few points and cost us one or two games. Indeed. Indeed. I was hoping that we could come out of this, this draft with somebody that could, to, could take on this role here for CD lamb. I don't know if we did that, and I, and I, don't, I don't know if Tolbert has that in his bag. I don't think he does. Um, maybe Fajoko. Maybe they maybe they just put Brown back there. But at this point, he's your number one receiver. Get him the hell off of punt returns, man. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I don't want to see him back there, Mike. How do how do you and everybody in the chat box feel about CD Lamb on punt returns? Is he still going to be there? Do you want him to still be there? Mm. <sighs> no, not if he's going to be your number one wide receiver. And he really I mean, has he made any plays there? Not really. If he hasn't made any plays, get him out of there. Yeah, no, that's where I'm at. That's where I'm at, too, man. Too valuable at this point, man. Just way, way too valuable. I think. It would just be stupidity at this point. But, I mean, it's it's the Cowboys. So, they, we've seen these guys do some stupid stuff before. We've seen them be hard-headed before. We'll see what happens, guys. But that's our little sneak peek here for how the draft class has impacted uh, this roster. And just a sneak peek as far as, like, you know, what these guys could do and what, what they could they offer, you know, for competition and, uh, you know, productivity in their rookie year. So, uh, it's gonna be great, man. It's gonna be great. Shout out to everybody in in the uh, chat box. We appreciate everybody for joining us live here, guys. Make sure you guys pound that like button if you haven't already. Um, hit like, subscribe on your way out. Mike, let everybody know where they can find you, bro. Yeah, Cowboys Corner right here on YouTube. Underscore Cowboys Corner on the Twitter space, on the Elon space, on the Muck space, whatever you want. On the Twatter space, I don't know what you want to call it now, but it is what it is, guys. Thank you for joining here. On this uh, dual stream, uh, Cowboy Corner now gets a Frisco Report stream. Um, and uh, if, you, if you guys watch the draft, y'all seen both streams happening at once. So it's pretty cool. Well, that's what it is, guys. That's what it is, man. But appreciate you guys for checking us out tonight. And we'll see you next week for another episode of the Frisco Report. Peace, everybody.